This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. AJ Cassville joins us here on Gwen and Chris. AJ, how's your uh, Arizona stay so far? Uh, a little earlier than usual. This is now two years in a row I've watched the Super Bowl from Arizona, which is a little <laughs> weird. But uh, last year it was a lot colder at this time. I'm told the cold went through Arizona last week and it's been so far, sunny days in baseball, so so far so good. I, I enjoy sunny days in baseball. Now, before we get into business here, are, is 2024 bringing us long hair, don't care, A.J. Oh. Cassaville, or are we trimming this up this year? Uh, it's long hair, don't care. Well, you know what? It's long hair, comma, care. <laughs> okay. Okay. But. Good to but, know. Uh, I'm keeping the long hair going for 2024 at least. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, Padres. Pitchers and catchers, day two. Uh, anything sticking out to you in the first 48 hours of camp that, you, that you've been there in terms of players, vibe? What, what's it been like down there so far? Uh, the, the vibe's been pretty good. The vibe's usually always pretty good at this time of year. The one thing that stands out to me, I think, is uh, maybe kind of how ready some of these pitchers are, and that probably stems from the fact that, I mean, especially I saw you Darvish throw his bullpen session today, and it was a lot more intense than I think what you'd regularly expect from early February or mid February, I guess. Uh, I think it stems from the fact that they're opening the season earlier. So it makes sense why, but I think the pitchers are, are maybe farther along than they otherwise would have been. That probably speaks to some of the readiness from this, this staff to get the season going and the excitement. And uh, I, maybe even to the leadership of the group, I know Joe Musgrove and you Darvish are, are obviously at the forefront of that pitching group. And those are two guys you'd probably want leading your pitchers and the rest of the group has kind of uh, has, has kind of fallen into place behind them. And I think uh, we've heard some good things about everyone the Padres acquired in that Yankees trade and some of the young pitching prospects out here. So it'll be interesting to kind of see as the uh, next few weeks go on, how the Padres prep for that Korea series in terms of getting their arms ready and preparing for those two games specifically. And also uh, just kind of what, what their strategy is. Talking to AJ Casvo, MLB.com. He's out there in Peoria. And uh, AJ, we were just listening to AJ Preller talk about Manny Machado, and he was saying that he was tracking to play by the Korea Series. So what are you hearing about Manny's return date? Yeah, so Manny actually just talked to us too. And um, he didn't want to put it – he didn't – I mean, he didn't want to get into too many specifics on – he said his body would tell him and whatnot. But it sounds like Machado's tracking to play by that Korea Series based on what Preller said, based on the fact that – Machado took some throws today, did some grounders in third base and threw across the diamond a few times. And right now it's really a matter of 
the workload and how much he'll be able to do. He is swinging and he is throwing. He just can't swing and throw at the level you probably need to be swinging and throwing every day to kind of hone your craft and, and get in shape for, for a major league baseball season. So obviously you don't want to rush that, but given all of that information, I think it's probably very likely that Machado plays in, in Korea. Now, whether he plays as a DH or a third baseman, and I think there's a chance that he would be there as a third baseman, like available, but you don't want to rush that. You don't want to build up his workload on a throwing arm too much, too fast after the surgery. So, uh I would say it's likely he plays in Korea. Uh, as for the DH third base question, that that's still up in the air. We also listened to AJ speak uh, on a number of different topics, but the the one topic I'm gonna ask you about is Hassan Kim. He was asked about his um, in terms of teams wanting him and the Padres wanting to keep him. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there was a whole lot there, but if you you read between the lines, it does sound like at least for now. The Padres want to have him as a part of this team moving forward. Yeah, I think that's definitely true, and I think it's unlikely that he gets that he gets traded before opening day. Not out of the realm of possibility, but AJ essentially said that they'll they'll take calls because they take calls on everyone, but they view him as a pretty integral piece, and you can see why, given everything he does to make this the, the infield, frankly, really good. He's a, he's a great defender at multiple positions. So, um. Preller also, I think, was kind of candid about the fact that the Padres are still looking to – they're still open to making trades. They're still in discussions about making trades. They're in discussions with free agents. Like, this is not a complete roster. He said something along the lines of the roster that breaks camp with us will almost certainly not be the roster that, that ends camp with us. And so there are moves to come. And obviously, I think you glance down who's available and what can net the Padres sending pieces back. And one of the one of the – preeminent names is Hassan Kim because of where he is in his contract, because of his value, and because of the glut of infielders that the Padres have. I think that being said, the Padres view him extremely highly, and I think as well they should. They should be viewing him that highly. Um, and so it's going to take a pretty substantial package to get Hassan Kim back, and I, I don't know if there's a team out there that's going to do that for one year of Hassan Kim. So Right now, probably likelier than not that Kim's a Padre come opening day and where he plays may be dictated by the health of Machado, whether he's at third base or not. You just made a lot of fans happy, AJ. Yeah, we hear did. from everybody that no one wants to trade Hassan Kim, so we'll see if that happens, but that's good news. We're talking to AJ Casabell of MLB.com right now. And Jerks and Profar was signed yesterday by the Padres for a very team-friendly contract. But last night I was talking about where is he? Is he going to be an everyday guy? Is he a DH? Is he a spot left field guy? Where do you think they're going to go with uh, Jerks and Profar this year? I think you know exactly what you have in Jerks and Profar. And so he, you can kind of pencil him in as the guy that, that is uh, – you probably know what you're going to get from him. And so you ask other guys to kind of step up and win places in the outfield around him. And I assume they're going to make another addition to the outfield. But his amount of playing time and where he plays and how much he plays will be dictated by probably the performance of some of these prospects. I mean, Jackson Merrill is going to be getting reps in left field. Jacob Marcy, the Arizona Fall League MVP, he'll be he'll be in the mix for for center field reps and for an outfield spot or a bench spot. Same with Graham Pauly. Like some of these young prospects, if they can earn the job, and this is one of the things we talked about with AJ Preller today, was was how do you kind of view the promotion of these guys and they have to really step up and take the job. Uh, if they can earn the job, I think there's more playing time for them probably ahead of Jerickson Profar. But you sign a guy like Jerickson Profar to be available 
if you need him to start in left field and to be available if you need him to be a bench piece who can play a bunch of different spots behind some of the prospects. So what, what I think what his signing does more than anything else is give you that flexibility because you've got a, a guy that's kind of already entrenched in the clubhouse and who you probably kind of know what you're going to get from him. And then you can, you, you've established the baseline and now you can kind of ask your prospects to say, Hey, go, go win a job, go earn a spot, go earn that playing time. AJ Casaville joins us here on Gwen and Chris, 249 on the dial. And AJ, I think, you know, we heard Joe Musgrove talk a little bit about the team needing to uh, to establish an identity. Um, typically, when we think of leadership on this ball club, we think of Hugh Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Manny Machado. But I'm curious to get your thought, because in year, what is actually year five of his playing career, because remember, he missed 2022, Fernando Tatis Jr. has always been looked at as kind of the guy who brings the energy. He's kind of the lifeblood of the team. But at the you know young age of, what, 25 now, um, it seems like this is kind of his territory to kind of maybe step into and be one of those leaders moving into this year. Yeah, and I think there can be different kinds of leadership. And so if you get a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. who brings that, that energy and that joy and kind of also that, like, I mean, he's he's had some big hits during his Padres tenure, and if 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 he's kind of thriving in those big moments, you, you kind of he, he's kind of said he's put his team put it, put the team on his back and and said, hey, I'll I'll carry it to where we're trying to get to in some big in some big spots in the 2020 playoffs and some big regular season games down the stretch in 2022 or in 2023. Um, he also had some struggles last season. I think what you would look for him in that uh in that leadership role would be uh, when things aren't going so great kind of maybe keep that persistent leadership leadership aspect of it up and when things are going great stay kind of exactly as you are and so he'll be it'll be interesting to kind of watch him because he's obviously such a he 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 plays the game with his heart on his sleeve he he shows his emotions all the time and as someone who covers the team and wants guys to do that more often I love that um but he's also showed a, a pretty great deal of maturity just in the last year in terms of his preparation and readying himself and learning to kind of switch positions and, and, and being out there every single day, which is obviously a thing that you, you want your leaders to be available and to kind of lead by example from on the field. And so he was that guy last season. So it, I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how this season he, he takes that step because he has been, he's one of the longest tenured Padres at this point. Talking to AJ Casbell, MLB.com. Thank you for joining us from Peoria, AJ. This is the last one for me, but Michael King, I've uh, been talking about how all the fans are very excited to see what he can do. What are the early thoughts on Michael King? I, I, I've heard nothing but great things about Michael King, and I, we talked to him the other day. He's a very cerebral uh, person and pitcher, and he thinks the game very, I mean, very intensely. And I think uh, you look at the way his stuff played down the stretch last year in the rotation and the fact that he has different pitches, different fastballs, different versions of kind of how he can get hitters out. I talked to Kyle Higashioka about it yesterday. Like he kind of has everything you'd want out of a starter. He just didn't necessarily have that opportunity in New York until late last season. And so I think you always thought he could be a pretty good starter. And there he was for those, I think, nine starts that he made doing it. And uh, the transition is going to be an interesting one because the Padres don't like to set specific innings counts that, that their pitchers can't pass. They want them, they want those pitchers to essentially dictate themselves, not, not with what they say, but kind of with their performance and how their body's feeling and that kind of thing, how far they can go. 
He's only ever thrown 105 innings. I think is is the most he's thrown in the big leagues. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they monitor those innings going forward. But he's his stuff is 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 nasty, and he has the the making of a middle of the rotation, if not sliding toward the front of the rotation type starting pitcher. And he's going to be given that chance. And everything we've heard says that that he could be that guy. I think the Padres are really relying on him to be that guy because. Right now, the way the rotation shapes up, there's there's question marks behind him, but if they can have that top three solidified, that'll go a long way to ensuring that, that whoever rotates in those last two, two or three spots, I mean, the Padres will have that solid foundation in place. No question about it. AJ, uh, first of many conversations in 2024, my man. Appreciate you coming on spending some time with us. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.